0: to the Word for Today featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel movement. This radio program is a verse by verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of the Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with curses for worshipping other gods as we pick up in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: Now in our prosperity We have men in the Supreme Court and throughout our whole governmental processes who do not believe that God should be a part of the nation. These men are men who are controlled by the humanistic philosophies whose God is materialism. And because they are humanists, they have sought to put God out of the national consciousness. These humanists have not only controlled our government, they control the major mass media in the United States. You cannot buy time on the major networks for religious broadcasting because they're controlled by the humanist. They don't want anything that would cause people to begin to have again a national consciousness of God. They have begun their rulings whereby they have ruled prayer out of the public school, the Bible out of the public school, and now... The celebration of Christmas out of the public schools, except in only a secular sense. I have on my desk a paper from the superintendent of one of our local school systems here to all of the teachers, telling them that they are to delete any story of Christmas that deals with Mary and the Christ child. That they are not to sing any carols that have anything to do about a baby being born in Bethlehem or anything about Jesus Christ. And it tells how that they must be subtle in these things so that they don't get a big backwash. And it goes ahead and instructs them on their Christmas programs how to do it so as not to give offense to the Christians because Christ has been totally deleted out of it. But it goes ahead and it quotes from certain Supreme Court edicts that make it necessary to rule Christmas carols in Christ even out of Christmas. And they are even changing the name and no longer calling it your Christmas vacation because they don't even want the word Christmas because it has Christ in it. I don't think that I need to tell you that our nation is in a very precarious position. As a strong, great, powerful nation, we are deteriorating very rapidly. For the very things that made us strong, we are now ignoring and trying to rule out of our national life. And even as God blessed our nation because we were willing to put God at the center of our national life, even as we have chosen now to rule God out of our national life, we are beginning to experience the curses, and they are going to increase. Our nation is rapidly going downhill. We are faced with insurmountable kind of problems. They're talking about gas rationing right after the first of the year. Kuwait is talking about cutting off 25% of its oil production, making our oil needs even more critical. We already know that they can't do anything about the economy, that it's in a royal mess. And we see the deterioration of this nation because we have sought by legislature and by the court rulings to rule God out of our national life. Our nation was strong because it was founded upon godly principles. Our nation is becoming weak as we seek to rule God out. Now, the whole sad thing about this is that Here we are enjoying the benefits of our forefathers who had enough foresight to make the Constitution and all so that it guaranteed the religious freedoms and it gave us the right for these things. You see, according to the ruling of the Supreme Court, the students who are gays have a right to meet on campus, to have a room furnished for their meetings so that they can advocate and discuss the gay life and pass out literature and so forth advocating that life. They have a court ruling, a Supreme Court ruling, that gives them that privilege. However, that same Supreme Court ruled that the children do not have a right to meet together in a public school building and... Study or talk about the Bible, even if they meet there at their own choice. And yet we have still printed on our coins, In God We Trust. How hypocritical can a nation be? Whenever there is a national emergency, the president says, Pray, as long as you're not in a school building. <laughs> now, There's just a basic principle involved. When a nation will follow God, that nation will be blessed. When a nation turns from God, that nation is going to be cursed. I am praying that God will bring to us a national revival. I think that that is the only hope for this nation, is a real revival that will cause the people to turn back to God and really elect legislators, presidents that will appoint Supreme Court and court positions to men who have a consciousness of God, who fear God, who realize that they are not the final judge, but one day they are going to stand before the judge to give an account of themselves, and men who have a sense of accountability If a man doesn't believe in God, he has no sense of an accountability. He becomes the authority within himself. And whenever a man becomes authority within himself, you have anarchy. And you have anarchy even within the court system as they become authorities within themselves to determine what the law says. And if a man has no fear of God within his heart, how can you hope to have righteous judgments Oh, may God help us as Christians to get up off our couches (laughs) and to become active in the sponsoring of godly men for public office. I feel that we have an obligation to do so. Or else we have no right to sit back and cry when the whole thing goes down the tubes. So God pronounces the curses that are going to come. And he goes on. Verse 37, he tells them that they shall become, they'll be driven into other nations. And they'll become an astonishment, a proverb, a byword among all the nations wherever the Lord leads you. Verse 37. Now it is interesting that That has happened to the Jew. In being driven into the other nations, they became a curse, a byword. And it seems like they were hated, sometimes even without cause, by people. There are people today who have very strong anti-Semitic feelings. And the term Jew became almost a dirty term a byword, a curse Because they disobeyed the commandments of God Verse 45, moreover All these curses shall come upon thee In other, Man, if this isn't enough I mean, God goes on and on and on And shall pursue thee and overtake thee till you are destroyed, because you have not hearkened to the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and statutes which he commanded thee. And because you did not serve the Lord, verse 47, with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Oh, what a sad, tragic thing when God has given us so much that we would murmur and complain. God has blessed us so much. We murmur because the new $100 boots we bought are stiff and we have to break them in. But how about those poor Cambodians that don't even have shoes? The lepers that don't even have feet. I mean, we have so much to be thankful for. And we should be serving God with joyfulness and gladness of heart. God loves a happy disposition. God wants you to serve Him joyfully, not gripingly. Again, If you can't serve God without griping, then don't serve God. If you can't give to God without complaining, then don't give to God. It's an insult to God for you to complain about what you've given to him. What a horrible insult to God. So if you can't give it joyfully, don't give it. Don't insult God by complaining about what you've given or what you've done or had to do for him, better not to do it. That's why we don't ask you to do things around here at Calvary. We don't want any griping service to God. Whatever you do for God, you do it with your heart and do it joyfully or don't do it. That's why we wait for people to come to us to ask how they can serve the Lord before we ever give them any jobs. We never go around soliciting people to fill a job here at Calvary because we don't want you to feel pressured. Oh, here comes Romaine again. He's going to get onto me for that job. Oh, what shall I tell him this time, you know? No way. No way. We'll never approach you for any service unto the Lord. That's something that's going to have to come from your own heart, your own desire. Whatever you do for God, just do it joyfully with gladness of heart, and God accepts it, receives it, and appreciates it. But no other way is God interested in anything you might have for Him. Now, because you did not serve the Lord your God with the joyfulness, you're going to then serve your enemies in hunger and thirst and nakedness and in want of things. And your enemies will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. And the Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as an eagle flies, a nation whose tongue you have not understood, which is a reference to the Roman Empire, A nation of fierce countenance which will not regard the person of the old nor show favor to the young. And he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of your land and all. He shall besiege thee in all thy gates. And in verse 53, God said, you're going to even eat the fruit of your own body. In other words, you'll be so hungry, you'll eat your own children. And this horrible curse did come to pass in the history of these people as they were driven by hunger to eating their own children one of the times is recorded in second kings chapter 6 verse 58 if thou wilt not observe to do all of the words of this law that are written in this book that thou mayest fear the glorious and fearful name of jehovah thy God. Then the Lord will make thy plagues awesome, plague your seed, and give you a sore sicknesses of long continuance. And he'll bring upon you all the diseases of Egypt, and you will be left few in number, whereas you were at once as the stars of heaven for multitude, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. You see how Obedience is woven into the whole thing. If you obey, these are your blessings. But because you would not obey, because they did not obey, and all of the curses, this is the covenant that God established. God says, all right, I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to set this covenant with you. Obey me, follow me. You'll enjoy it. You'll be blessed. Disobey me, turn from me, and the curses will follow. That is, it's just the covenant by which God gave to them the land. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people, verse 64, from one end of the earth even to the other, and there shalt thou serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And you're going to hate life. Life will be very grievous to you. In the morning you'll say, I wish it were evening. In the evening you'll say, I wish it was morning. In chapter 29, God continues with this covenant. These are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel. And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Ye have seen what the Lord has done before your eyes in the land of Egypt unto Pharaoh and his servants, the great temptations which your eyes have seen, the signs, those great miracles. Yet the Lord hath not given you a heart to perceive, and eyes to see, and ears to hear unto this day. For I have led you for 40 years in the wilderness, and your clothes are not old, and your shoe is not old upon your foot. And you have not eaten bread, neither have you drunk wine or strong drink, that you might know that I am the Lord your God. In other words, Moses said, you you have seen these things of God, but they have become commonplace. You don't even see them anymore. Don't you realize after 40 years, look at your shoes, they haven't even worn out. Your clothes are still good, and you've not really been able to plant or harvest, and yet God has taken care of your food. And you came to these kings, Sihon and Og, and God turned them or gave them into your hand, and you took their land, and God gave it to you for an inheritance. Keep Therefore, the words of this covenant and do them that ye may prosper in all you do. Their prosperity was tied directly to their keeping and doing the commandments of God. That is the covenant that God established. Now you stand this this day, all of you, before the Lord your God, your little ones, your wives, that you should enter into the covenant with the Lord your God and into his oath, which the Lord thy God makes with thee this day, that he may establish thee today for a people unto himself, that he may be unto thee a God, as he has said unto thee, and he has sworn unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And neither with you only do I make this covenant and this oath, but with him that standeth here with us this day before the Lord our God. For you know how that you have dwelt in the land of Egypt and how you came through the nations that you passed by. You have seen their abominations, their idols. Some of them were wood, some stone, some silver and gold. Now lest there should be among you a woman, a man or a family or a tribe whose heart is turned away this day from Jehovah our God to go and serve the gods of these nations and lest there should be among you a root that bears galt and gall and wormwood and it come to pass that when he hears the words of the curse that he blesses himself in his heart saying I'll have peace though I walk in the imagination of my own heart to add drunkenness to thirst the Lord will not spare him but the anger of the Lord and his jealousy shall smoke against that man and all the curses that are written in the book shall come upon him now this is a horrible thing when uh, when God's word is given and a person in his own heart contradicts the word of God when God's word says that thou shalt not escape the wrath of God, and, and you think in your heart, oh, ha that, that's not true. I'll, I'll escape, or it doesn't apply to me or whatever. And it's tragic that people oftentimes do this. When God pronounces a curse, they, they smile within themselves and they say, No, it won't happen to me. In Hebrews we read, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? There is no escape. God's words shall be fulfilled. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. And yet there are people who are mocking God. Keep, therefore, the words of this covenant and do them that ye may prosper in all that you do. Now, in verse 24, even all the nations shall say, Wherefore hath the Lord done thus unto the land? What means the heat of this great anger? And they'll say, because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord God of their fathers, which he made. And so verse 29, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us, to our children forever, that we may do all the words, that we may do all the words of the law again, the doing of it.
0: return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Deuteronomy on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible and we do hope you'll make plans to join us but right now if you'd like to order a copy of today's message simply order Deuteronomy 28 through 29 when visiting the Word today.org and while you're there be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck
1: May the Lord bless you and keep you And may you experience each day More of His love More of His Spirit Working in your life As you yield yourself To God May you know that power Through the Holy Spirit And may God thus enable you To do His work And may your life be blessed As you serve the Lord But don't force it just flow in Spirit and have a beautiful in Jesus.
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Gather the kids together because The Word for Today would like to present a kids book by Pastor Chuck called The Story of the Resurrection of Jesus. Each book contains an audio CD of Pastor Chuck reading this story, featuring the voice talents of Skip Heidsick. But I will come back again on the third day. Greg Laurie. It's Jesus. Hi, Peter. (whistles) Raul Reese. See, it's really Jesus. Yes. Cheryl Broderson.
1: The stone was rolled away. The tomb is empty.
0: And so many more. It's never too early to start reading to your children timeless biblical stories taught by Pastor Chuck. To order your copy, call The Word for Today at 800-272-WORD. Or to see a sneak preview, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org, where you can order this book in print or as a digital download. Again, the number to call is 800-272-9673.